Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 130 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, man? We are coming up all Colorado over here. Got the Avs jersey on, got the Rockies on the can. Can is now open, which means Rockies have been activated. So uh, fair warning, you know, should be a good yeah. one. I'm pumped. It's a battle of the natural disasters. You can't get enough of it. And then we're going to toss it across the screen to my co-host up in Milwaukee. We got Mac Vogel. What's up? Testing. Is this thing on? Oh, baby. Heard it that time. There you go. Wonderful. Um, yeah, we're all good. We're all good in the uh, the dairy land over here. We're just uh, ready for a fun cup final. I kind of wish, honestly, I've been seeing all this like, oh, it should have been us stuff from the Leafs. And I kind of wish we had like a Leafs Colorado final. That would have been sick, but you know, it would have been cool. But like, they lost like they, a while. Didn't they ago. need to make it through like three more rounds to make it here? Well, I think it's just them kind of commenting on how soft the Florida Panthers and the New York Rangers apparently were. That's not my words. That's Leafs fans' words. Um, Leafs yeah. And yeah, they're like, oh, we would have steamrolled those teams, which, you know, maybe they would have, but we'll never know. Cause it's a good coping didn't. strategy. I mean, the coulda, woulda, shoulda game. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, then the Leafs would be in the cup final, but yeah. they're not. So that's a hell of a saying there. Um, I think they're taking a lot of pride in that. Uh, Tampa's won their last 11 series in a row, and they've only gone to two game sevens. One of them is the Strong Islanders, and the other one is butts and nuts were candies and nuts. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, um, let's get into it, huh? Yeah, we got the Stanley Cup final here um, coming down the pipe in about two days. We're recording this on Monday, June 13th. We got game one on Wednesday, I believe, June 15th on ESPN. Bummer. Um, But yeah, we're going to preview the series coming up here. Uh, But before we do, we have a big interview that we want to announce for you guys. We were lucky enough to be joined by our good friend, Zach Fucali of the Washington Capitals. Obviously, it's been a while since we spoke to Zach. A lot of things have happened since then. I think you guys probably know about his uh, historic shutout against the Detroit Red Wings from late 2021. And he had a son. So that's pretty cool. We chat, catch up, talk all things hockey and life. It's always fun to talk to Zach. So we appreciate him joining us. Um, before we give you that interview, we do want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. You guys want to toss this off to Zach now? Sure. All right. Sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you Zach Fucali. Well, it's been a while, but he's back for a third time. It's our buddy Zach Fucali. Dude, what's going on, man? Long time Is no see. Third time? Yeah, third, third time. time. You might where did be the, the second thir- time go. I think you might be the first third time guest. Man, where was the second time go? Uh, I, I I forgot about that. That's good, man. Well, yeah. hey, happy to be here. You know that. Yeah. So what's going on? What's new? What's new, man? 
<laughs> oh man, I got a four month old at home now. Uh, came in February, uh, which is uh, really wild. Uh, we've been uh, here at our new place uh, in in Quebec, up in the mountains here up north. And uh, it's what's new. There is some stuff that's new here because there was a big storm, tornadoes, everything, and there was about eight trees that broke and fell on our property. So it was uh, last couple of weeks for us was literally about getting the chainsaw out, cleaning up everything. And just, it's just been physical, very physical I <laughs> lately, bet. but uh, no, it's uh, good to be home. Started training, started going on the ice. Um, that's, that's new. And uh, yeah, some, some cool little things, some cool little projects moving up now. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, what's uh, what's fatherhood been like for you? I know it's there's so much we've got to catch up with you about, but let's start with the little guy. How's that going? Oh, Teo is doing real good. Teo born February 7th, uh, right smack in the middle of the season, which was really hard. I'll be honest with you. Um, I sympathize with all the other fathers that had to have uh, kids in, in the middle of the season now. And now you realize what it's like. Because it's really, really challenging, really hard. You know, we were with the Bears uh, in between call-ups. Uh, I was uh, on the road a lot. And it was it was challenging for my wife, Kareen. Uh, and then my family came to support and all that. It was great because we had a lot of support. But physically for me, with less sleep, uh, people who know me know how seriously I take that. <laughs> I going to say, how's your whoop score uh, and- look? Yeah, they weren't great. So it really wasn't great. Uh, yeah, Whoop was telling me, what the hell are you doing? But uh, no, it was it was really challenging. But at the end of the day, man, you this this kid, it, it's life changing. It's the best thing. It's the best feeling of all time. It really is. Uh, and it's. It's great, man. It's great. Taylor's That's awesome. doing real good. He's you doing he, really, really he's well. He's four months now. Four months, uh, yesterday or the day before, but he's doing really well. We've seen a lot of great improvements and, you know, he should be crawling anytime now he's laughing and it's just, it's just great. It's awesome. Crawling, you know, post to post, you know, whatever comes next. I don't know. (laughs) He's a ways away from post to post, but we'll see what happens. It'll be a little slow. There you go. So, uh, a lot's happened obviously since we talked to you last. It's true. Uh, True. Probably top of that list would be, uh, this was a direct quote from you last time we spoke. You said, I still haven't played an NHL game yet. That is no longer. That's, that's not true anymore. That's not true anymore. And the one you played, it went pretty damn well. Uh, just yep. what was that whole experience like? Let's just dive right into it. Um, I have a hell, a hell of an experience. Um, people who know me well, actually, even people who don't really know me well know that I'm a man uh, that likes to chat and talk and very, I'm a social guy, right? And, and very social human being. Uh, but uh, after that day in Detroit, after my first game, I was really at loss for words. And that was one of the rare times in my life where um, after everything, that was one of the things I had a tough time explaining how I felt and tough time explaining how it went down and tough time explaining the whole experience. Uh, that's one of the rare moments in my life that it was really happening very quickly from the time I got called up to the time I was literally in the crease in Detroit. It happened very quickly. And um, I remember feeling that 
I was a little less nervous than I thought I would be. <laughs> I Do you think the timing be... helped with that? Just the fact that it was so accelerated? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a factor. Uh, but I remember I felt a lot less nervous. I was having a really good start to the season in Hershey. So that's real positive. And, and I feel like, actually, let me just, I think my whole thing, my whole setup is backwards here. Let me see that. Is that better? A little bit. I think that's a little better. So I think it did help, but I just was having a really strong start to the season. I felt good about my game and I just felt like I was ready at that moment. And I didn't expect to have a shutout. <laughs> you, know, you can't, you can't make that up. Like you, 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 you come into a game expecting to make the most saves possible to win the game. That's it. The, the most you can do to win the game. That's, that's what I'm trying to do in the game. Absolute limit of what I can do. And sometimes in, as a goalie, sometimes I just go in, you know, and, and that's that, but that night, you know, you, you can't write it any better than that for my first game. Uh, it was a shutout. It was on the road. My family was there. Insane, man. It was insane. What was the energy like in the locker room, both before the game and after the game, just from your teammates on the caps? What, like, what was the, uh, the overall vibe like? Um, from, from the morning all the way to the game, um, coach, uh, Peter that was, he said it a couple of times. He said, Hey, look, uh, guy in the meeting in the morning at morning skate, he said, Hey, look, like it's going to be Fuchs's first game. So we got to be, we got to be sharp and, you know, play well and in, in, in front. I don't know if he was uh, nervous or if he just wanted everyone to play really well. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it turns out that he mentioned it a couple of times, even before the game, like, Hey, like, Hey, it's, it's, it's Fuchs's first game. So let's make sure, you know, we're sharp and whatnot. And the vibe, I guess, was normal from any other game uh, in terms of the players. It was pretty normal, you know, uh, another game, you know, just like it, it usually is. But after the game, it was really electric, you know, like it was a road game. It was the start of a back to back. Uh, it was Detroit Columbus those two nights. And it was just it was just an electric moment. I think everybody I don't think many guys on the team, except for maybe a couple people knew of my story and and what it took for me to, to be in the net that night. Um, I don't think many guys knew that, but once kind of the story got around, it kind of kicked in a little bit. And uh, what I, what I, 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 I kind of overcame to, to be there in that net with, with those guys. Uh, like I said, it was electric. And, and I, I felt that love. I felt that, that a little bit of recognition and all that. And that's not really why I play. I don't get, I don't, I don't, I don't just play for the taps on the back, you know, I, but that night it, it, it felt, it felt like people were, were very genuinely happy to, to, to congratulate me and, and, and to talk, you know, positively about what happened. That that's what I felt. The energy was really nice and electric at the end of the game. Well, that video of you coming back into the locker room, they gave you what, like a water shower there. That's yeah. You, that's on the uh, the NHL.com commercial now. And they say go to the website. They, like, transition it, and it's you getting, like, dumped on. So that's pretty cool. Is it actually? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And I feel like, hey, obviously, that's not my idea. But whoever thought about that and whatnot started kind of a thing because all the, like, four, five, six other uh, – I think Colgren, he had a shutout in his first game. 
and like a couple other milestone that happened, people were showering with water bottles. So I think uh, the team started uh, a little trend there. I hadn't seen that many times before. Yeah, no, it was electric. It, it went viral on the internet, I would say. I also <laughs> want to ask you, what did your phone look like the day after? Because we're just three fans of yours because we've gotten to talk to you a couple of times. Our entire Twitter feed was Zach Fucali, Zach Fucali, Zach Fucali. I can't even yeah. imagine what your phone was like. Yeah, it was wild, uh, to be honest. And and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Um, I had to take a decision to shut my phone off uh, prior to the game because they announced I was going to play uh, like in, in the morning of like a morning skate. And once that, that it was, it was just a little bit overwhelming and I, I didn't want to have to deal with that. Um, you know, I didn't want to just think about, you know, me, me, me. Uh, yay, like yay me all, all, all day before the game. Right. So I just shut it off and said, hey, look, I'll, I'll have time to deal with this after, you know, whatever happens, I'll have time to deal with it. You know, we're, we'll be on the plane anyway, so I'll have time to deal with it. So I just shut it off. And uh, yeah, to answer your question, it was pretty nuts. I hadn't had that to that extent before. <laughs> I've yeah. had a few blow, blow ups on my phone before, but this time it was it was wild. And, and it took me a little while to get back to everybody, but I did believe i believe maybe i missed a few people here and there but i do believe i got back to every single person that sent me a message uh as a text message or even a freaking voicemail um by the way i i hate listening to voicemails nowadays the just, worst. Text, just text me man and uh and then uh you know like instagram all those things like i i, I really believe i wrote back to every single person uh i may have missed you know admittedly i, I may have missed but that's a big point of mine to, 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 to say thanks for those things. That was pretty wild. What are like, what do you remember about like the last like five, 10 minutes of that game? Cause I, I mean, speaking for myself, I think I was about two inches from the TV for the last 10 minutes, just pacing back and forth. Cause I was so nervous. <laughs> I mean, what were you going yeah. through? Hey, to, from what I remember, I don't, I don't remember getting many shots. Um, I don't remember that there was quite a bit of buzzing around since it, it was uh, only two, nothing. But um, there were a few key moments where I remember a few block shots a little really close to my right, like uh, um, half just like diving for one, gents diving for one. Uh, and I remember those were like moments where I was like, man, like everyone's pushing for this, you know, like ever really pushing for this. And it was it was great. Uh, I don't remember getting a ton of shots to, 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 to really answer, but. I remember there were some big plays that that were made in that game, the blocks and sticks and, you know, PKs. I think I think there was a few PKs there that we had, of, you know, my memory may be blurry, but <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was quite the quite the end of the game. Definitely. So going on to the rest of the season, I mean, I know that you got another start against Boston. That was just a bad game for the Caps in general. Just put that out there. Yeah, it was tough. That was yeah. a tough one. And again, I think that's kind of like a learning experience. Uh, but in hindsight, you know, looking at it, uh, that was a tough one. Tough game. <laughs> but you learn from <laughs> it too, right? Play as a goalie. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You learn from it, right? It's it's just part of the gig, right? It, you, sometimes you get lit up. 
Well, I'm curious too. I think your second sure. your second appearance was coming in in relief. Um, you know, a couple months later in January, I think it was Samsonov that had started. Hey, Lewis, yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I'm I'm wondering kind of how that compares. Totally different vibe, right? From from starting a game to like, okay, now I'm coming in. What was it already? I think started the third period or something. Third like that. period, yeah. It might have been four two or five two already or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, What's but, that like just coming into a game and, and kind of knowing like, all right, my team's kind of down and out right now, but my job is still the same. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's, it's funny. It's funny. You say that. It's funny you ask that because I think many goalies will agree on this is, is sometimes it's not that hard to come into a game sometimes because you're sitting and you're, you're, you're chilling, you're watching the game, you know, you're, you're, you're staying in the game, but you can't, you can't like get ready like you're starting every night. I I I'm a, I don't think that's possible. I, I, maybe somebody's done it and congrats. I just don't think that it's physically like mentally possible to to really prepare like you're starting every night. I don't think that's possible. That's just my opinion. But that sometimes when you don't start and you get thrown in, you kind of have a an adrenaline shot, like an adrenaline rush where like the goalie coach or the coach says, Hey, look like you're, you're going to start the third. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, yeah, right. Okay. Like you're kind of like taking it. But then once it comes close to the game, you're like, man, I haven't touched the ice in a while. Like you go, you kind of get a little nervous jittery, but you just get a shot in adrenaline that sometimes I think it happened that night. It just made me that much sharper. Um, I haven't had any warmups or even, I remember in warmup I had, barely taking taking any shots like it just happened that way that night you know like so sometimes when you don't start you end up coming into the game and you feel like really good like because you're really sharp you got that like that like edge and it doesn't always happen like that but I just feel like in in my career and my experience maybe other goalies can kind of like help me answer that i don't know if you guys want to do a poll on this but sometimes it happens that way and and in that third period i felt really sharp had a couple saves i think even a couple breakaway saves uh that night and it went really well uh enough to to earn me the the next day so uh yeah that that's how i played in st louis i was a little nervous because you know you're jumping in but at the same time it's like well we're down uh i have nothing to lose here I have to, you know, just play my game and, you know, go from there. There's, I'm not going to revolutionize anything. We're down by three. So just shut it down and go from there. And turns out I did pretty well and, and, and uh, made a few saves. I was going to say the, uh, the, you know, not that you have nothing to lose, but, you know, just going out there and just focusing on doing your job and knowing what you have to do. Does that help take some of the pressure off of you when you get put in a situation like that? Uh, that's definitely, definitely part of it. Because like you said, when you get thrown in sometimes, uh, unless there's an injury, you know, the odds are, the odds are you're down a couple goals. So it's like, I can't score. So I might as well just play as hard as I can and, and apply my stuff as, as best I can, uh, to give a chance. And that's what you're trying to do. Right. And so that combined with the, 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 the no, nothing to lose mentality, um, combined with the shot of adrenaline you get from being thrown in some, you know, you, odds are you're going to do pretty well. I find. 
That's really interesting. Um, and then the the next night, obviously, I think it was the very next night you ended up starting against Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Another great game. Held them scoreless through one, and that was good enough to earn you the record for uh, what longest longest shutout streak to start an NHL. Yeah, that's still unbelievable to me. I'll be honest crazy. with you. It's it's and and I that to me is unbelievable. Like even I now talking about it, it I find it hard to believe that that's happened to me. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I sat down with uh, Scott Allen uh, when I got back to Hershey a couple nights after. And he said, hey, look, do you know how many goalies started in the NHL? I said, no. I said, Zach, do you know how many goalies have played one minute in the NHL? I'm like, Scotty, I really don't know. I, I didn't really know where he was going with this. He goes, but none of those guys started their <laughs> career the way you started your career. Hell That's yeah. Cool. And, and, and it's wild how we put it, but it kind of put it into perspective how, 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 how wild that, that, uh, how crazy that is. And, and yeah. yeah, it is an NHL record. I'm, I'm, uh, Hopefully it stays there for a little bit, but Hey, those things are made to be broken, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, you earned every part of that record. And I think you would agree with me on that. So well-deserved. I don't know, man. Sometimes you, sometimes things just happen. I don't know if I deserve that, but it's really irrelevant. It just happened the way it happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. So how the rest of the season in Hershey go afterwards? Why don't you talk about that? Um, I feel, this is how I feel my, my, my season went in Hershey, uh, a really strong start and a really, really strong finish as well. I felt like the end of the season, um, was really good. Uh, personally, uh, in Hershey, we had to, a few, every part, every guy on our team would, would agree that we had some, some, some stretches in the season where we really had a tough time scoring. So, um, that was hard, you know, for, for all of us to go through. And as goalies, sometimes that's, that's a mental challenge. Um, but again, to answer your question, I feel like it was a really strong start to the season, really, really strong ending to the season. But in between, there, there was a lot that happened in, in my life. And there was a lot that happened throughout the season that I had to go through. And I'm not particularly happy with my consistency during the season. But um, again, that's something I learned. Uh, I learned a lot from that. Uh, and I went through it because there, there was some really, really great moments in that season. And uh, now moving forward, after having kind of an up and down season, you know, a good start eh, in the middle and then good at the end, I have to come back with a good off season so that next year, you know, you, you, you put everything together and you have a nice consistent season all the way through and, and, you know, turn it up a notch, you know, so that's my focus uh, moving forward. Uh, but yeah, that's how I feel it went uh, in Hershey last year. What are some ways you keep yourself focused and motivated during the season like that? You, you mentioned that there was some stuff you had to go through in your personal life and just, you know, stuff happens left and right. You can't really do yeah. anything about it. So how do you yeah. maintain that positive headspace? Um, that's, a, that's a good thing. I haven't really spent much time talking, uh, thinking about, about this past season, but how, how you, how you stay positive and, you know, throughout all these things, uh, no matter what I went through, usually it's about always keeping your eye on something bigger than just like last game or, or like, Oh, it, it was a shitty game last game. Like, Oh, how do I stay positive? Like the main thing usually is to always keep perspective of what's going on. You know, like it's, 
it's never as bad as it seems and it's never as good as it seems. You know what I mean? Like it, it's usually somewhere in the middle there. And, and as human beings, we tend to kind of over dramatize things, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, you, you have a couple bad games, you think you're having a bad year. Well, it's really not reality, you know, like it's something you kind of created in your mind. Um, so I think keeping perspective on how things are going is really important for you to, 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 to stay focused on your overall goals and, and where you're heading and your development and, and, and how you're actually playing the game. You know, if you're, if you're really not focused on a day to day and you're not really playing the way uh, you want to be playing, then there's a problem there. It's, you know, there, there's a problem there, but if you're, you know, you're doing the right things, you come to work, and you're, you're disciplined and, and you're consistent in how you work, you know, you shouldn't really be worried about a couple mistakes here and there because you're really doing the right things. And over time, that's going to come back. It's always going to, you know, average out. So to me, to answer your question more clearly, sorry, but um, is to make sure that you're consistent in the way you do things and how you play the game, because at the end of the day, those things always come back. Whether you have a little bit of slump or you're you're like on a tear, for example, like this season, I had a I had a, a streak where I had three shutouts in a row. Well, on the opposite end of your question is like you know you got to keep your focus even in those situations. Doesn't mean you have three shutouts in a row all of a sudden. Okay, oh I made it. Okay, well hey look like you you have to continue to go because the very next night, I'll give you an example. After I got a shutout in the NHL, well, I got roasted for seven against Hartford. You know, so you have to always keep it in perspective where like, hey, I'm doing the right things here. You know, good night, bad night. You come back and you, 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 you stay positive and you, you keep working the same way. Yeah. So to answer your question after about 18 minutes of me talking, you got to make <laughs> sure you continue to play the same way, no matter what happens. If you trust your stuff, you keep playing the same way. Okay. I'm done. Consistent <laughs> consistency. I like that. Yeah. Um, so obviously the caps don't get the end of the season that they want. We all know that, but have you been keeping up with the NHL playoffs at all? I have, I have, I've been following it. Um, I mean, I, I go to bed a little bit earlier now, boys. Yeah. Uh, Understandably. So. Probably up a little bit earlier too. <laughs> well, I'm always up early though. I'm, I'm always up early. That That's always stayed the same. But I am trying to go to bed a little bit earlier because, you know, uh, obvious reasons. Uh, but <laughs> I've been keeping up with it. I know what's going on. And, uh, man, it's been wild. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how it's going to end. I, I really don't. So any, anything you guys want to add on that? What's, uh, what's your take on what's going on? I know you guys are big betters. What's going on here? Uh, I, don't, I don't think you want to ask us about making bets. It's not going well lately, but I do want to ask you something um, that I've been thinking about for probably since the start of the playoffs now. Wait, so, before we continue, I wasn't asking for betting advice. I can't bet on the game. I know. But, I know. We, we know. Okay. Yeah. I was just Good. making fun. Yeah. I didn't think you were either. Um, <laughs> I don't do we, So we've got Igor and Vassy in the conference finals in the East, right? You got two Russian yeah. goalies. Is there, Insane. is there something that Insane. like, is there something like, that Russian goalies have like a tendency to do that. Like maybe North American goalies don't, is there any of that in their play style? Uh, man, it's too, this question goes too deep in the goalie world. Uh, I just know that this matchup is like, it's Reese's buttercups 
you know, for me, like it's like it's it's an unreal matchup to watch <laughs> uh, Igor and, and Vasilevsky. Like, I think those guys are going to be the face of goaltending in the NHL for many, many years. I think so. Uh, and just to continue my analogy, Reese Buttercups, I love those. So I just love to watch uh, those types of matchups. Uh, and like I said, those guys are going to be good for a long time. So to have kind of a benchmark now, and maybe they're going to meet in the playoffs, you know, next year, a couple of years down the road and see that again. I don't know what Russians do, man. Uh, but overall, their skating is is a huge strength in both of those guys. Um, and other than that, there must be some other thing because just Russian goalies come in and dominating all over the place. Uh, you know, you got Bob, you got Sorokin, you got Igor, yeah. you got Vazzy. I mean, there's, there's, there's probably five more I'm not saying right now, you know, like, right. Yeah. It's all over the place. The, yeah. uh, the kid down in Carolina. There you yeah. go. What's uh, I can't remember his name. He was slashing Martian. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty bold. That was pretty bold. Yeah. Strategy. Um, What have you made of the, I guess, goalie interference frequency in the playoffs? Like it feels like someone's getting ran every night. I mean, I would say other than New York and um, the lightning, it feels like every team's played two goalies at least. Yeah. I, that's um, a good observation. I feel like, the game's played real like faster and faster. And in the playoffs, especially it's like, it's tighter and it's faster. So sometimes, you know, there's just, I guess it's a control thing where mm. everyone's trying to just push the pace, push the line, push the limit of where they, how fast they cut the net or, you know what I mean? Like everyone's trying to really push the limit to gain an edge and, and, and score or, or get around someone that, Hey, sometimes you lose control when you're trying to push the pace, push the limit that much in the playoffs. I, 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 I don't like to see goalies get run, you know, I, I don't like that, but I feel I'm not really surprised to see it given what I just said, like everyone, every single guy on the ice is trying to push the limit and pace and, 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 and like the physicality to a level, you know, maybe they never been because it's the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It's it's possible that's a reason. I, I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong, but it's it's possible it's like that. Nick, Mac, anything else? Home for the summer, back in Quebec. What are your plans? Are you just taking it easy? Got anything uh, big planned with oh, uh, the um, family at all? Summers are never just taking it easy the whole time. <laughs> it's never like that. Uh, we're gone. We're gone most of the year. You know, I, I take, I took my three weeks to a month kind of off. Um, after the season was finished, I took an extra week in Hershey uh, at our, at our place down there. And, uh, then we came home cause we had a little kind of renovations coming over here. So we couldn't really come back anyway. That's let's not get into that. And, um, so I took my two, three weeks off completely, then kind of slowly came back into it and, uh, this is my first full like week of training and, and, and starting to get on the ice, touch the ice a little bit, get some shots, feel it out. And um, so now the plan is really set for me moving forward. So now this is where it, it kind of gets a little hectic where you're, you're, you're juggling training and ice times, but also family time and, and, you know, 
you want to make sure you schedule barbecues with your friends and catch up with everyone. And you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's never just you sitting back, relax. Okay. But thankfully we have a nice little cottage here, kind of a cottage home where we do get to have that kind of every day where my wife and I, we sit outside, we have a, I don't know, a cup of tea or a glass of wine or whatnot. You really wind down and, 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 and enjoy, but um, the summer is filled with lots of training sessions. You know, you go see a few specialists here and there. Um, Tuesday nights, we got the, the, the pro league and, 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 and all these things, right? So there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in the end. It's all everything I do in the summer for the season. That's like everything I do is, is planned to get ready for September. That's, that's what I got. And if it's in my personal life, then I'm planning for it to be in order for when September starts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's yeah. everything. That's, that's how I am. That's how I'm built. I, I, I don't like to just chill. You know, I already did the month of chilling. Now I'm done with that. <laughs> we got to do stuff, you know, there you so, go. I, I think last summer and you just mentioned something about pro league. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you had some living Sisu like, camp or or you had like scrimmage what was that all about yeah well last year we were we were trying to uh make sure we kept the pro league going um that's been going on for five six years or in the city uh but with the covid restrictions it 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 was shortened and like not no people could come watch but we kept it going we kept it alive so that was last year but this year like we're we took it to another level where um living sisu uh my my business there we're organizing the men's league and the women's league. We added the women's side where we're going to do three on three uh, at hockey, et cetera, in Montreal um, for seven weeks. It's going to be like full stats, leaderboard, all that. Um, uh, with the women starting this next Monday, the 13th. And uh, uh, on the men's side, we're going to be playing uh, in July, starting in July for seven weeks. Uh, so that's really, it's fun stuff. Like we have that going. I helped organize uh, with, uh, with the rest of our little team there. And, um, yeah, that's it. So that's, that's exciting stuff where we have some, some good three on three scrimmaging five on five as well will be added and, uh, stuff like that. Is that invite only or <laughs> well, the, the, the goal is to have a mess. I gotcha. That's the goal. And so sometimes, you know, you, you have guys, Oh, I can't go oh, I'm on vacation. Oh, I go to... So then, yeah, we, we, the best players available play in the league usually. And uh, that's, that's, that's the goal there. Yeah. So like guest passes or like media passes, that's guest not passes. <laughs> Oh, you guys could come and hang out. And if that's what you're asking, you I've never been to fight. Canada. I've never been to Canada. I gotta go. You own a passport. Yeah, I got one. So then you can come watch, man. You come have, you have a, have a couple beers, watch the game at the bistro. Of course. If this is an official invite, I accept. We accept. Yes, yes we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, so perfect. So Monday, Tuesday night, back to back, you come watch the women's league and the men's league. It'll, you'll have a great time, guaranteed. Oh, I I don't doubt that. Um, <laughs> be- before we wrap up here, what are you looking for uh, next season? Like we know, obviously, you had a, a breakout year this year, right? You get the shutout, you get a couple NHL starts under your belt. So what's the goal coming into camp this year and this coming season? Yeah, for me, it's. Um, just take another step in the right direction. You know, my first year when I came in the organization, I feel like I've really put my foot down um, uh, with the, the, the season I had a couple of years ago. And then this year uh, with the, with a little bit of the NHL experience, I feel like I took another step uh, in the right direction. So for me, you know, I, I, I feel like 
next year's another one of those years where it's, hey man, the door's open. You have to you have to take that step forward, and and that's my goal to, like I guys like I just told you, everything I do in the summer is to prepare for that moment and to prepare for me, um, being consistent throughout the whole season to really really not just pushing the door open, but really knocking that door down. So I take the next step in, in my career. So that's my kind of mindset, kind of goal that I set for myself. And uh, it's exciting because it's going to be a big year. Really excited about that. Yeah, I think, I think the opportunity is there and I'm, I'm sure you'll be uh, well prepared when the time comes, but we appreciate you joining us for the third time. Like I said, first guest, that's a three timer. So that's a big honor. Um, definitely appreciate hey, I'll your do time. four or five times. No problem. You guys come back. Hey, you, you set me up. I'll, I'm there. I was serious about the, the coming to the camp, by the way, like that. Yeah. 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 Joke. It's not, it's, we don't, I mean, it's not a camp. We just call it the summer pro league where it's three on yeah. three, five on five on Fridays, but yeah, you guys come down anytime. It's uh easy, easy. No problem. You're going to have, you're going to love it. That would be fun. And this year we're definitely coming to, uh, well, Hershey, if you're there, but if, if you are in Hershey, we've got to see a game. Definitely. Then, hey, look, again, that's probably even easier for you and yeah. uh, easier for me, too, because I'm just going to be there. So uh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Nope. All right. Well, we appreciate it, Zach. Thank you for your time and good luck next season. Thanks, man. Right, have a good night. Big thanks to Zach for hopping on with us. Always a good time to catch up with him. And it's just crazy to think how much has happened since the last time uh, we were able to have him on was. I mean, NHL debut, NHL record, baby, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff going on in the Fucali house. Super fun. Yeah. Thanks to him as always. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's awesome just seeing him kind of react to that stuff in live time. Like I love asking that dude questions and just kind of seeing him like really think about it and be like, damn, like, yeah, that's a good question or whatever. And just kind of starting to unpack some of the crazy things that have happened in his life, both in hockey and off the ice recently. Yeah, definitely. If you think it's crazy how much has happened since we last spoke, think how crazy it is since the first time we spoke. Right. That's kind of Oh, nuts. my gosh. We were the OGs on the Fucali wagon. Yeah, like, for some real. guy who was like, yeah, I hope I get to play in the NHL someday, but who knows? Like, he, he was in South Carolina, just signed in the Caps organization. Fast forward two years, and here we are. It's wild. So in like three more appearances, it'll be like, wow, I really wish I could have two more Stanley Cups than I already <laughs> had. Like, yeah. <laughs> Be like, so how was it like leading the Caps to Cup Final and winning the Con Smythe in the year 2024? You know, that's and so scoring awesome. the overtime winner as a goaltender. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you. If that happens, you'll wow. buy a Caps jersey. Yeah, that's an EB bump for the ages. If right that there. happens, you have to buy season tickets to the Caps. Yeah. Me? Yeah. yeah. All right. Deal. If if Fukali win. Yeah, and a Caps Fucali jersey and get it signed by him and wear it to like every Caps game and go to at least twenty five percent of home games that season. <laughs> I'm signing off on all of this if Zach wins the Con Smythe as the Cap starter and they win the Cup. I hope it happens. I love Zach. I'm I'm yeah. happy for him. To so. be clear, the him scoring the game winning goal part is not. No, I'll I'll, I'll cut you the slack. On no, that then game. he has to do it for life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's lifetime. <laughs> Um, Mac, I'm going to let you take over this next segment. Cause I find this one kind of funny and I feel like you definitely wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's time to give the Rangers their, their proper adieu, you know, their proper obituary and, you know, it, 
I will be the first to say I am impressed with what the Rangers did this year. I hate the Rangers. I I'm impressed with what they did. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie about it, but I am going to sit here and celebrate the fact that they're no longer in the playoffs because I don't like them. And I think that we all three can probably rally around that cause right now. You know, like, can I get a little yeah. woot or something? A yeah. Big woot woot. I, yeah. Yeah. I would woot woot that. That's I okay. big time woot for sure. That. Good. That's what I'm talking about. So a uh, couple other things to note. I mean, they, they had a, a great run. I actually, for a few minutes, believed they were going to do this thing. Like when they were up two to nothing, I kind of was like, holy fuck, are the Rangers going to win the cup? And I'm glad that we're not pondering that anymore. But am I the only one that like actually really believed for a minute? Or did you guys kind of know they were frauds the whole time? Dude, I thought they were going to do it even when they were down 3-2. I was like, they, it, they've done it every series. I was like, this yeah. is going to be no different. Right. They just ran dry on offense. They really did. It, Igor played his dick off. You got to give him he credit. Did. He did. But I think I read they scored one e- they've scored one even strength goal in the last 200 minutes of the series or something like that. Yeah, I read that too. There was definitely some problems that, that just – we clearly weren't quite uh, in full force yet, but the only other thing I kind of want to get to here before we really break down this cup final, what did you guys think of some of the uh, coaching decisions from Gerard Gallant um, going into game six? Real quick before that, I will say last thing about the Rangers is I think a lot of um, people who haven't been writing about hockey for a while or talking about it that are now talking about it got a little bit prisoner of the moment when they went up two games to none and it was sort of like this is still too early on in this movie for it to be this easy kind of thing you just could tell there was something off with Tampa you know everyone has bad games every now and then and this is why this team won two Stanley Cups in a row they came right back and won four in a row against the Rangers after dropping two so uh coaching wise I think it would be a huge mistake for the Rangers to do anything coaching related I think you Gerard Gallant has proven that whatever he's got is working for whatever reason, other teams don't want it. I don't think, I mean, Vegas, that's still a huge question mark. Why they fired a coach after taking them to the Stanley cup final. I will never understand, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really think the Rangers have anything to be concerned about coaching wise, but there's some huge names out there this off season that are definitely going places. Well, there are. And I think that, um, you know, the news is coming out now that the Rangers have had their uh, breakup day as forever blue shirts would call it. Kako was scratched in game six. Questionable decision there by Gallant. Uh, he was <laughs> less than pleased to say in his uh, media closeout today. So I wouldn't be shocked if somehow they move Kako uh, just because I feel like, you know, he's been in the league. Is this his, I think this is his third year now. Granted, there were a couple COVID seasons in there, but he was the uh, the second pick when Hughes was the first, right? Yeah. And he, and like, I just don't think that he's really a fit there in my opinion. Like he's supposed to be a top six guy and I don't think there's a whole lot of top six room for him over there. I had a Rangers fan buddy of mine who uh, listens to the podcast a lot. Shout out my guy, Tim Sampson, Calvert Hall alum. But uh, he, he was telling me, I was like, yeah, getting ready to record the pod for tonight. And he was like, I don't want to hear you guys say the words Capo Caco. And I was like, Caco. <laughs> Capo Caco. Capo Caco, Capo Caco. I think with this, it's also a case of they need to move someone because they are going to be so screwed 
uh, when they have to give Laffy big numbers and they've got a couple other big, Igor. big decisions. <laughs> Igor's a big one. Foxy's a big one. Well, Igor's they're both signed. Fox got paid. That's right. Kratzov, so they just signed today, I believe, to a one-year extension. People so, forget Igor signed a deal last year. He's only worth like six and a half million dollars for the next four seasons. It's crazy. Like the probably the bargain of the Dang, NHL. For I already honest. did forget that. You're right. Wow. Is Miller I signed? I was going to say, I don't know if Keandre signed, but whatever he's getting, if he's due soon, he's going to get a hefty pay raise for yeah. sure. And isn't um, Lindgren like five by five now or something like that? I have no idea. Is he that high already? I thought like they signed him. I could be completely Maybe. making this up, but I thought it was no, earlier you, in the season. And then we were like, this right. is so weird. Why is this so high? But but yeah. kind of works out. Okay, yeah. there's only two other little kind of rumor things I want to discuss real quick before we get to the actual meat and potatoes here. Um, but one of them is this coaching roulette situation that we're going to eventually have here. I know the Bruins have specifically said they don't want to hire someone from the coaching carousel. Um, however, I also heard that they're like talking to Barry Trotz and like huh. yeah. a lot of the other guys from the coaching carousel. So we'll see. Who do you guys want? Are, are there specific ones? We don't have to go through every single one, but are there specific coaches that you guys kind of want to see in certain places or do not want to see in certain places? I think Barry would be very comfortable in a place like Winnipeg or Arizona. Yeah. Know, just yeah. not anywhere on like the Eastern half of do the country, not give him to Boston or Philadelphia. I will lose my shit. If Barry Trotz is the coach of the Bruins or the flyers, I will lose my shit. Barry Trotz to the flyers to me just sounds like four cups in like eight years. I don't know oh, why, but it's just got, no, like, I'm, it, more, I'm more worried about him with the Bruins. Honestly, I think, really, I think he could take that team on a fucking tear. Oh, like, God they seem it. like the type of team to like, buy into his like bullshit like tough guy strategy and like just hunker down and torment the league for like three years i definitely think that i would much prefer like i love i love you saying winnipeg for him because just get him the fuck out of here and i don't have to worry about his like menacing like coaching ways although i i will say i thought he was gonna be much more of a threat with the islanders and credit to him i mean they were a threat for a couple of years there but yeah, back-to-back yeah. conference finals now. Right, right, totally. I At first, I thought, like, you know, maybe Barry, you know, he's a guy who doesn't move around a lot. He's only coached three teams, and when he was with Nashville, he was there for, what, almost 20 years or something crazy? Um, that I seems like other be... Barry. <laughs> if you if you watch Archer, you know what you, <laughs> you know. Um, God, that's going to throw me off. That, I thought yeah, that he'd was... be a nice, calming force for a chaotic organization in Vegas. But then I thought to myself, there's no way Jack Eichel or Pacioretty or, you know, Theodore, there's high flying offensive guys are going to want to play in such a defensive structure. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think Winnipeg would definitely be a good fit. If you don't say torts in Philly, like, listen, towards a good coach. I kind of want that, honestly. Like, I, yeah. Fits <laughs> the brand so well. Like, I don't want the Flyers to be good. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I right. like Torts, and he fits the Broadway bullies. He just does. Torts and, like, Kevin Hayes. Like, oh, oh my, my God, God, bro. Yeah. I, yeah. Did he would... coach Hayes in New York? Um, no. You would have to go back and check. Maybe one of our Rangers fans that listens. Or was that Vino? Let us know, but. It might have been. I don't sure think he was there yet. Off the top of my head. Yeah, I have no if, idea. If the Knights hire Trotz, 
and following <laughs> Gerard Gallant, they've gotten Pete DeBoer, who single-handedly ended them in one power play, and then Barry Trotz, who beat them out for a Stanley one Cup. power play, holy shit. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Music to my ears. David yep. Quinn, also, by the way, stinks. Yeah. I don't think he should coach anywhere. Really? I like David Quinn a lot. I think he'd be good. I mean, I'm being harsh, but, like, I just don't – I don't know. I just – I've heard a lot of – like slander about him and just for whatever reason i've jumped on that bang band i think he would be good in the uh the iser plant i could see that working Ooh. okay sure i could i could see him i i am curious to see who goes to detroit because i yeah. really like that team and i, I see where so much potential in or detroit Blashel. and it's whoever they choose to coach that team is going to make or break that fa- franchise and you already know they're they're going to pick the right guy no matter what. Like, I saw that, a lot of people saying torts there. Could you, I mean, he would just oh turn cider oh into Chris God. Pronger 2.0. I don't think I would want that for Jacob Verona's sake. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That would be crazy. I'm rooting for the Red Wings, but look out for them because they're coming. The Red Wings, like hockey's better when the Red Wings are good. Yeah. Yes. I would probably I would agree with that. All right. One more quick thing. There's been a lot of talk about goalies and, you know, a lot of teams need goalies this off season. We're not going to talk about all of them, but one that I think we should talk about, because I think a lot of our listeners might want to hear what we have to say about it. And because I personally want to talk about it <laughs> and because I've seen a lot of this today, specifically on Twitter, John Gibson, he just kind of gave the okay to Anaheim to move him if they want. Um, you want me to translate that? trade me <laughs> please get me the fuck out of here right now yeah. yeah and so basically the caps need to sign john gibson they need to find a way to get john gibson it fits i mean that the penguins a... need to get john gibson <laughs> no, <laughs> about? i know he's a penguins native this is why i wanted to bring him up because we're like playing tug of war over this guy right now but like he that's what the caps need so badly right now john freaking gibson that would be so cool if they had an American goalie. No right. offense to the goalies. Right. Have, no, I know, like, but just that would, yeah. In the, in the U S capital, we yeah. get an American goalie. That would be wild. It's been so long. How much been a thing. It, I, the asking price is going to be enormous. Yeah. So that's the yeah. only thing. I don't know how much, you know, know. teams are willing to go. Well, there's, I, there's really one way the caps could do it. And I don't want that to happen. So what, I'm not even, I'm not going to say it out loud. Gonna, say it. No, you say Backstrom. It, yeah, it's if Backy packs it no, in and has to. Well, I don't even think they'd want I, him if, and I no disrespect to Backstrom, but he's like hurt all the time. Here's the thing: he could like take a whole year off if he wanted to. Like he could just go on like long term IR or something like that, and take a whole year off, and then try to come back. And if it doesn't work, then whatever. Sure, it's like sure, but like there's a lot of options where he goes away. Excuse me, where he goes away, but he isn't gone forever necessarily. And we can still reap the benefits of him not being counted against our cap type situation. You True. Know? Like, so I'm kind of rooting for something like that. To like happen. a half season overseas. Yeah, where we can just like put him like on like the shelf for a second. Take our then, problems and push them somewhere yeah. else. It's kind of like a credit card. You know, you're like, I'm going to worry Jesus about Christ. this later. <laughs> And then I'm going to bring in all this fun, good stuff. And then in like six months, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, I have to still pay off that. It's like when you have uh, when you have cash in your wallet, you don't have to use your card. So technically what you paid for is free because nothing came out of your bank account. Exactly. Yeah. I did that earlier today. Um, Big brains over here. Anyway, 
Sean Gibson, future Washington Capital. I think he goes to a team that's good, that's in need of a goalie. Teams that come to my mind, the Caps come to mind. I don't much- think – I don't think the asking price would be as steep as you may think it is. He's about to turn 29 in like two weeks. What do you think? Like a three by six? Well, he's already signed. I think he's signed. Oh, okay. You you got to trade for him. He's got like one or two more years. I think he's making like six mil or something. That sounds right. But I don't know. Listen, you can disagree with me. I think he's going to cost a lot. I do. I think. Toronto's gonna go after him, but Vegas well, he's gonna, gonna go be one of the him. better one available too. Can't so. Anaheim retain some cap too? They probably can. They could. They, they could. could. But I think it's gonna be like it's gonna be a seller's market for them because there's gonna be like six teams yeah. who desperately. I need could see one. him going somewhere, and for like the first year, <clears throat> Anaheim retains like a good chunk of that, and then like after that, they don't or something like that. It's, I mean, also, I, don't, I can't remember how many more years he's signed for. Either. Call me crazy, and this would be like one hell of a move for this dude, but Buffalo? Oh, my God. Ugh, I don't know about that one. I, don't I think he's going to go to a contender. If he's leaving, I, it's because yeah. he wants to go like actually have a chance to win somewhere. I think Washington, Toronto, and Vegas all. Pittsburgh, those are three too. Good I'm teams not going to lie. He might want to yeah. come home. He might. I, don't know, that wouldn't buy, I mean, Jari... Was he? A, I don't want to beat this dad, but Jari's good enough. I'd, I'd be okay if we kept him, but I wouldn't mind Nick, Gibby. Nick, this guy thinks Tristan Jari is a good goalie. Ah, uh, the orb, the uh, the yeah. radius is expanding. Yeah, to that to that other city. Well, I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> he was hurt all year, so he was hurt. Had he been healthy, we could be having a different conversation right now. Maybe I would be previewing a different series right now, but I guess not. So, oh, whatever. If a frog had wings. He wouldn't bump his ass when he hopped. <laughs> all right speaking of previews let's, let's get, get into the, the previews this final. is getting off yeah, track right, yeah come on come on all, all right, right let's start off with the uh the values here we just pulled them up we've got bolts at plus 150 abs at minus 180 can we talk about how ridiculous this is that the fucking two-time stanley cup defending champions are plus 150 to win the fucking stanley cup it's ridiculous and how it's also your best that? bet for like the next month put money on this put money on this and if you lose don't regret it because that's a good bet (laughs) that's a smart bet yeah um this is disrespectful i would say if you if you made harry a lines maker i would say that abs would be like minus 140 at max maybe minus 130 and then you are the bolts not at least even I don't plus, get why plus one twenty range something like yeah. that. Is it, is it just because they have home ice advantage? Because if so, that's stupid as fuck, bro. That clearly has not mattered for the Lightning at all this postseason. They haven't also, had it yet, and they've won every series. I'm gonna throw this at you guys, and it sounds crazy. Like you know this, but you're not thinking about it. The Avalanche have lost two games. Yeah. They're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's insane. Like, I know it's not the Lightning, but they've literally lost two games. Wait, you're right. I know. They're both to the same team. Holy shit. Yeah. They're like, like, I know we're like, kind of like saying this is disrespectful, but the abs are like a wagon. Like, not saying Tampa is actually that actually just kind of blew my mind. They've lost lost two games in the last, like, what, three weeks, four weeks? Month. Imagine being an Avalanche fan right now. Like, obviously, you guys know as Caps and Penguins fans, like how much a playoff loss like hurts and stings. You're like, fuck, like you're thinking about it for the next like 48 hours until the next one starts. You're like, God damn it. 
the avalanche fans have only had to deal with that twice they're just riding this freaking high but i think that kind of goes back to what i discussed last episode where they really have not had to face much adversity yet so like very true they've also had eight days of rest following that Mm -hmm. predator sweep and nine days of rest following their most recent sweep of the oilers i might load up on the lightning for game one honestly because if you're thinking about it we talk all the time about how teams with the rest it doesn't help teams that just came off of like an actual intense series it does help you've got the lightning who have played very well on the road so far and i could see i could see them stealing game one i could see that being the way that this series starts out uh this just breaking from espn the game one average ticket price for lightning versus bolts is the highest average stanley cup finals ticket since 2010 when the Flyers and Blackhawks squared off, the average ticket is one thousand and fifty dollars. Oh my god, god! Damn, Lightning versus Avs. By the way, what did I say? Lightning versus Bolts. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Lightning versus Avs. Sorry, oh, but yes, game one in Denver, a thousand dollars, basically just to get an average seat, which is kind of wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, here's what I think. <clears throat> I think Colorado is the better team. I think Lightning have the better goalie. However, I listen, I've bet against the Lightning in every series for the past three years. I said last time I wouldn't do it, and then I bet the Rangers. I was like, fuck it. Seems you like know, you've lost whatever. a lot of money in the last three years if you bet a <laughs> yeah, lot against yeah. the Lightning every <laughs> series for the last yeah. three years. I, well, I, I don't actually, when I say bet against them, I don't bet money against the Lightning every series, but I pick against them. So sure. to, to clarify, however, and I'm going to jinx them, and I'm sorry. But the fact that they're going to get Braden Point back and they just beat the Rangers without him, and the Avalanche don't have Kadri yet, as far as we know, that's kind of like the X factor for me here. Is like I just – I don't think – I think I think Tampa's going to have more depth now that they've got Point back, and they just beat the Rangers without him. So I'm going to end up taking the Lightning, I think, which I don't really want to do and I don't really want to see if we're being honest, but – now I really can't pick against them. I look like an idiot. And you can't be mad either. At this point, it's just damn impressive what they've done. You almost yeah. have to just sit back and go, all right, like I hate this and I don't necessarily love you as a hockey team, but you know, yeah. this has just been great to watch. Even just making it this far is, is absolutely insane for them. And yeah. can we also talk about the fact that w- I saw this, I think it might've been Puck Empire or NHL discussion or something. One of them posted that... Uh, Either way, whatever happens, whichever team wins here in the cup final, one of the following either Lightning will three-peat or Corey Perry will have been in the cup final three years in a row and lost three times. Wow. Or Pat Maroon would win four in a row. Right, exactly. God either damn. way. Corey yeah. Perry was on the stars and the and the the Habs last yeah. year. You're yeah. right. And it's also yeah, um, lightning. It's also a matchup of the, I forgot to say that it's at the beginning, the team, the abs that have been the cup favorite going into the season, the last two years against the team that actually won the cup the last two years. Yeah. That's also fair. Yeah. What, are, what are your guys's picks and kind of give me like, you know, a, a sentence or two about why you're picking them. I texted you guys uh, my reasoning in the group chat the other day. I am going to change my pick now. 
uh-huh. I, I'm going to go bolts in six while wearing an avalanche jersey. Damn. When you just said you were going to change your pick, I thought you were going to be like, I'm all in on the Avs. You're, you're rocking the jersey. Yeah, I couldn't I was, remember what you said. So I was, was going to wear my Nordiques hat today on the pod, but I purposely didn't because I was like, I don't think they're going to fucking in. I want them to. But this is, kind of win, this is win-win for me because I've, I've put a little bit of money on Bolts to win it and on Stammer and Vasilevsky to win the Conn Smythe because I think all three of those bets are – well worth your bottom dollar um, in terms of what you would actually make. I think all three of those bets are being highly disrespected right now for how likely any of those three are to hit. However, it's win-win because either hopefully one of those bets hits or multiple of them, or all three of them miss and the avalanche win the Stanley cup. And that's awesome because I would love for the avalanche to win the Stanley cup. I don't think they're going to, I think I have bolts in seven but I did mention when I texted you guys, I was like, maybe six, but I'm going to say seven just for the fun of it. I would love another game seven in the cup final. There's nothing better than that, but it could be six. I don't hate that picnic. Well, I think the one thing that we also need to discuss too is who's going to start game one for Colorado and net. We know that Kemper got hurt last series and that he was eventually the backup, I think in game four, but you know, Which you got to signify that he's healthy, right? We're assuming right. he's healthy now, but. It's, I think it's that might have been a let's play really, really safe with a three nothing series lead here. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The hard part for me is like it, it's easy to like forget goaltending because you get so caught up in the offense and then McCarr and Hedman. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, Vasilevsky's that dude. Like, I, how, how is Vasilevsky going to He's the best player on his team. Darcy Kemper slash yeah. Pavel Frenzos, no disrespect. To either of those goalies, they're both world class, but Vasilevsky's on a different fucking level, man. The only person I could see him losing a playoff series or a Stanley Cup final series to is like maybe Igor, who he just beat, or maybe like Patrick Waugh or Marty Brodeur in their prime or some shit, but that's not possible. So, like, yeah, it's it's Vassy, dude. Like, yeah, McCarr and Taves, they're gonna do, they're gonna do their thing, and like I think Tampa's gonna struggle trying to get by them or even get the puck from them rather. And like I think Colorado is just like if Kadri comes back, I give him the edge too. But it's Vasilevsky. I, I can't bet against him. He's too I, good. I have a good question for you guys. Are you riding overs or unders for most of the series? Like how do you how do you th- see this thing going? Is this gonna be a good high question, or is can, this gonna be like a low ball affair? Can you, can you get the over under for game one? I don't. Yeah. Let me see if I can get that. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to touch it for game one and whatever happens there. I'm doing the opposite for two. That's a good strategy. Okay. I, if I lines maker, Harry, I haven't looked, I'm going to say it's six. I don't, I don't think, do they even have it up yet? Oh yeah, they do. It's yeah, six. You're right. It's six. And it's, I have a problem, ladies and gents. Oh my God. It's <laughs> it's over six for minus minus one fifteen or under excuse me, under six for minus 105. So basically the same. Mm. What's Colorado money? Just call it even. Come on. Colorado money line. And this is crazy to me. Colorado money line for game one. Okay. What does Harry, what does odd maker Harry say? Colorado money line. Mm, Minus 180. Minus 163. And lightning are plus 143 game one. Ladies and gentlemen, take that bet. Take yeah. a good bet. I, I think the Lightning at plus 143 to win game one of the fucking cup final. They're the defending 
Cup champs for the last two years. And they just came off a six-game series. They have not had that much time off. They're rolling right now. Momentum is, like, with them. Yeah. Plus 143, that is great value. for That really that is. Totally happened. Yeah. I, I don't know. But that over-under – the over-under is going to be, I think, six, like almost every game, because these two teams have the ability to bust it open. But yeah, then but you they, got factor in Vassy and like, right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go Tampa in. Can they win it on the road in game seven? I guess they could. I'm going to go Tampa in seven. I'm going to go Tampa in seven. Mac, you had what? Tampa in? Tampa in seven. Six and a half. <laughs> and Nick, you had Tampa in six, right? I had Tampa in six. Okay, we'll we'll get the uh, lowdown on what uh, Big J has. I think he's, we, I, I think he might be the oddball. Can we make a graphic that says Mac has Tampa in six and a half games? Yeah, yeah, I think we can do that. We'll make it work. A um, couple stats worth noting before we wrap it up here: uh, the Lightning they've got two point four one goals against per game in their sixteen postseason games so far. That's the best of any team remaining in the postseason, uh, aka the Avalanche, and then the Avs. McKinnon, he's been on a tear. He's got 18 points and leads Colorado with 11 goals through 14 playoff games this year. And their power play is clicking at 31%, which is absolutely bonkers. Um, yeah, so we're on the Tampa train. They've had something like 45 them. power plays so far this postseason. It's absolutely insane. Who, Colorado? Yeah. Yeah, and they've only played, what, uh, four, four is eight, and six. They played 14 games. Yeah. That's pretty wild when you think about it. Um, anything else you guys want to add? I mean, hopefully we get another epi in before the series is over. I would hope Tom so. Tom Smythe predictions hit me. Mm. I think that one one from each team. Okay, that's fair. Let me pull up the odds too, so that we have this. I'll start. Yeah. It's Kale McCarr for me from the ads, yeah. and yes, the odds are absolutely dog shit. So I wouldn't recommend betting this, but you know. I don't see who else, unless McKinnon has hat tricks in like three out of the next potential seven games. I don't see him losing out on this trophy. McCarr plus 130 currently for those wondering. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, McCarr's, if the Avalanche win the cup, there's no universe where McCarr does not win the Smythe, in my opinion. Also, just want to, uh, just want to be inclusive for those who don't know, Smythe, MVP of the postseason. Basically, yeah. and it and it rarely happens, rarely that the winner of this trophy is from the team is is not from the team that just won the cup. Yeah. So what? There's been a handful of of players. I can only think of the Jaguar one. That's the only one I remember. I can't. There's, yeah, there's I don't a, even. There's few and far between where it gets awarded to someone who didn't just win the Stanley Cup. So very basically, true. You're trying to you're you're trying to pick somebody that's going to be on that cup winning team and then look at that cup winning team and who you think was the most important in that whole postseason run. And Harry, I think it's, your... Oh, go ahead. What? I said, Harry, what, like, do you have a formal oh. pick or you're just, you're also saying McCarr or. Oh, um, if the abs win, it's McCarr. And if the lightning win, like it's probably, it's probably going to be Vassy, but I could see a world where stammer comes up and gets it. I, I think I he's the that. only other one really that's an option and sort of like what I was saying about McKinnon, he would have to have a monster like cup final, like overtime winner, maybe like a hat trick or something in there. Yeah. It's crazy to me because I saw a lot of lists today online of like Conn Smythe picks and everyone was saying like, 
oh, Tampa Bay, it's either Vazzy or Kucherov. And I'm like, to me, it's Vazzy or Stammer. I don't yeah. think that, I mean, Kucherov, it, but again, here, like, let me just read off the odds here. Most likely from either team, plus 130, Kale McCarr. Next on that list, Nate Mack, plus 165. Next on that list, Kucherov, plus 300. He is having, you know, points-wise, he's having a great postseason again, and I think he's, like, on pace to beat his career high in playoff points or something, so I'm sure that's where that comes from. Vasilevsky is also plus 300, but then you've got Stamkos at plus 800. I had to take this bet. Yeah. I had yeah. to. Stamkos had, at plus yeah. 800 to win the con Smythe. It's so likely. It's so possible that this could actually happen. He's if also he like exponentially getting series, better as yes, these playoffs exactly. go on. Right. Like all he needs to do is score like three or four goals in this in this post or in this cup final and the lightning win. And I think it's his. Like he's been having some big timely goals. That's kind of what gives me gives me uh or gives him my vote over Kucherov. Like right. Yeah, Kucherov's playing out of his mind in terms of production, but like and I, I could name more than one, but I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like the game six winner against the the Rangers, yeah. right? Like on that break, yep. like it's those big goals. That's that captaincy that I just feel like he's bringing to the table this year. I will say Vassy at plus 300. I would hammer the shit out. Yeah. Of that. That's a good a, one too. Yeah, Seriously. If the lightning wins, it's, it's kind of hard to believe it wouldn't be him. Like again, yeah. what we said, barring any insane, like hat trick performances by either of these other two guys worth noting. The lowest one that they have on here that you could still place a bet for on our book, at least you could bet Pavel Francois to win the con Smythe odds makers. What do we got? Plus 2,300 plus 10,000 plus 3,500. Wow. Oh God. Wow. I went off the board. Well, it's also like, is he playing? Like, I guess I don't know. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you, that there's, that's so high because, and again, to translate, you could place a $10 bet on this and win 350 if it hits at plus 3,500. But basically you're betting on a, he's going to be the starter for them in this series and B the avalanche are going to win and you'd probably need him to pitch like one, maybe even two shutouts in that span to like make that happen. So, or give them a chance to win. Wouldn't recommend, but it is interesting to look. So at. I got, I got McCarr and I'll go Vassy. Nick, you have McCarr and same Vassy. And- you can't pick against them. I mean, I'll say McCarr and Vassy. However, I will say the best bang for your buck in any of this that is go really with Stammer. Stamkos yeah. at plus yeah. 800. Go off the grid. I like and, it. And I that's like coming it. from a guy who who put a, not a lot, but just a little bit of money on that because it's yeah. worth trying to see if you can hit that because it's a totally plausible bet that could could hit. And conspiracy theory, Harry here, but I feel like when you're the captain, there's that little bit of like. It just they just want to give it to you a little bit more. Right, right. And, and where is he from? In the fact, yeah. Ah, that's right. What? Yeah. Where is he from? Who? Stammer? Yeah. Is he from uh is he he's from where Jordan Stahl is, isn't he? He's or from no? Toronto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So oh, yeah, that it, would make it's sense. It's over. Give it to him now. Yeah, you're big on that. I, I also think it's just one of those things where it's like he also like look at his whole story obviously that's not supposed to factor in but it kind of does in a way where it's like he was kind of not a part of the first one he was a part of the second one but it wasn't really like a real like you know like they're about to win their third cup maybe but the first two people are already shitting on them for how they didn't count in their own ways you know like this this is a big one for them 
believe yeah. it or not. Like this, like they want this one maybe more than either of the first two. Cause this was a semi normal yeah. ass year that nobody can dispute. You know, yeah. this one is like, uh, this one's a big fuck you to everybody who like yeah. doubts them or like shits on them. Like, yeah, I agree. And you know, the Montreal they know one is bullshit because there's no world where you should be playing somebody in your own conference for the cup final. And the first one's bullshit, obviously, because it's a bubble and Dallas. What the fuck? Dallas yeah. made it there. Like, come on. I'll say that the second one I count as like legit. The bubble one, like, yeah, it, it's legit. But like, there's so many different things that go into that one. Like, it's kind of wild. To be really, clear, like, I also think it's all legit, but I'm just trying to like play devil's advocate. Those are the reasonings yeah. why some people doubt it. So to be no, fair, I, I think you. it's only fair that we do address it as its formal name, which was the Bubble Bowl. But um, Bubble Bowl, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, last little bit of news: Buffalo Sabers announced they're going to retire Ryan Miller's number. And Miko Miko Koskinen, Mac's favorite goalie, is leaving the Edmonton Oilers, and there's rumors (laughs) that Mike Smith will be retiring. So we'll see. Can I just say that I saw a post earlier today that was like Mike or Miko Koskinen, and it had like a like two year like signing thing on it because he just signed like a two year deal with whatever team he just signed with in Switzerland. But uh, or no, not Switzerland. Where was it? Yeah, Yeah, Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, when I first saw that, I thought that it said he signed a two-year deal with the Oilers. And I was God. like looking at this and I was like, are they fucking stupid? Like, what the fuck? I actually no. had like a breakdown briefly. Granted, I had just woken up. I was like scrolling Instagram and I I like had a head fog for a second because I was like... <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. They did not just re-sign this guy. Yeah. Oh last last thing, I can't believe I didn't mention this team when we were talking about John Gibson. The Oilers have to be in that somehow. Like if they're not, I'd be mad at them because they desperately need yeah. a goalie. They desperately need a goalie. Yeah. So that's true. we'll see. Someone to join McCambridge. Uh <laughs> <after that. laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we even go there real quick before this ends? There's really not much to like. I'm not. There's not much to say, but everyone's gonna know. There's a video that McDavid where he was completely shit faced walking through the street with a chick that wasn't his girlfriend, and yeah, he got. It's all over the internet. I mean, we're not newsbreakers here. So my thing is like people are so weird. McDavid doesn't even post on his Instagram very often. The last picture of him and his quote unquote girlfriend, who is a blonde (laughs) woman, by the way. was from like the holidays like christmas or something so who's to say they're not even together everybody's yeah just like, oh my god he's cheating it's like yeah maybe he is which whatever that sucks uh could have been a bottle waitress like, i don't know dude like it's just the internet people are weird you know what i mean like people yeah. are just like jumping like i went on mick david's instagram today and found that picture from like december of him and his girlfriend and there's people today like dozens of them commenting being like make cheaters so blah blah sad. blah you it's suck. so it's sad like, what are we doing bro what yeah. are we doing our Let's society blows alone, right yeah, yeah. our society just, blows and i'm not trying to defend him either if he is like whatever like no maybe, i know it's just like, maybe he did something wrong i don't know but it's not even my business it's just like i don't care he's whatever a good he did, yeah he's a good he, guy like he <laughs> seems like a good guy i say this as this could be bad but like he seems like a good guy and like he's pretty private like just leave the dude alone and let him deal with that. his personal it's like shit. good guy or not he just clearly doesn't post that all it's like whatever yeah maybe he, he either did or didn't cheat on his girlfriend but 
that just what why do i why do i actually really have an opinion about that <laughs> yeah like why do you yeah like exactly i anyways if you uh, see mchammered trending you got the story now so there you go any final notes before we wrap up here fellas it's my second favorite mcdavid video the first one is him going back into the erie otters locker room and just screaming the word fuck at the top of his lungs yeah, yeah. that no, someone uh, tweeted that as a response to the video <laughs> Only other thoughts I have is please go buy some merch. There's also some more cool stuff coming soon and um, you should buy that too, but go buy a Marg Mac shirt. Hit me up if you do. And I'll, uh, I'll send you a little something special. Maybe we'll see. Um, but yeah, go ahead and buy that Buy the big meaty sauce shirt. That shirt is amazing. <laughs> um, buy Harrison's blue agave, buy it all. We've got Tampa gear. We've got Colorado gear. Yep. Uh, yep. I know we've got a couple Colorado fans who pulled trigger on some shirts. Hope to see that at the arena. Buy the EV trucker hat. Are you stupid? You don't have that yet? Buy that. It's the best hat ever. I lost mine. I need to buy another one. I don't know. Damn. That's I have no idea. Losing your favorite hat is the worst. I haven't seen it in like a month. I don't know how I lost it. It was literally the hat I wore like every day and it's just gone now. I don't know what the hell. I need another one. I had two and then Cam stole my other one. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. Go to (laughs) www.emptybetters.com. Click on shop. You can find all of our merch there. Also, go check out Kane Footwear, these bad boys right here, best shoes in the game. Use the link True. in our social media bio to help support us. And a thank you to Sharp Rank. Life. Go yeah, Brack Life. And thank you to Sharp Rank for sponsoring all of our gambling activity this season as we head into the finals. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate the love and support as always. And without further ado, class dismissed.